Irish Illustrated Insider is sponsored by VisitSouthBend.com. Is it time to check a Notre Dame home game off your bucket list? Has it been too long since you've soaked in the game day atmosphere in person? Whether it's for the first time ever or in a while, start planning your trip to South Bend to watch the Fighting Irish with ideas and inspiration at VisitSouthBend.com. This is Irish Illustrated Insider, our recruiting version. It's September 7th, Wednesday of Marshall Week. And as we are going to do for each home game on Wednesdays or home week on Wednesdays, uh, I will get together with Kevin Sinclair, our recruiting analyst. And Kevin, let's start with, and I know we talked about these guys a couple of weeks ago, but uh, two guys in particular, but let's start with running back, scat back, uh, elusive player extraordinaire Dylan Edwards out of Derby, Kansas at 5'9", 165. Kevin, I think as great as he looked as a junior, we're looking at an even improved Dylan Edwards. Yeah, no kidding. You know, so I was really interested to watch his season opener, which was Friday night, and his team was playing against a really tough opponent as well. So it was a good opportunity to see what he had. And going into it, I, you know, I, I expected to see elite speed. You know, we saw that from him before, you know, the 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 top uh, of the column of elite speed, you know, very, very quick uh, football player. And that's what I saw. The speed is absolutely there. It's as advertised, but there's a couple things that I learned about him. A couple things that really stuck out was number one, most important, his cutting ability was unbelievable. Now, um, you know, similar speed to kind of what we saw in Chris Tyree or like we saw in, in Micah Bell, who's committed to Notre Dame that four, three speed, but his ability to cut seamlessly without, you know, needing to sort of break down, lower his hips and sort of shift gears. He can cut on a dime. Like I just haven't really seen um, any, you know, running back, you know, picked up by Notre Dame uh, in, in many, many years. So super, super elusive and evasive. His um, ability to make those types of cuts, jump cuts and shifting in the open field or in traffic when he's running between the tackles was phenomenal. And Tim, I know that you you watched some of those highlights and put together. What did you make of that? <laughs> I, You know, like a couple things come to mind. It's, it's like you're almost watching the film in fast motion when you see his cutting ability. I agree with everything you said there. I, I when when I when I saw last week's game or the the last two games here, it I, I see a quicker, more darting version of what he was. And I said this over the weekend about Ben Morrison at, at cornerback. There are quick twitch guys, and there are quicker twitch guys. And Morrison does that at cornerback, and Edwards is absolutely that kind of player. His escapability is is really really incredible and i you know i think we saw i mean he's not he's not afraid to put his head down and try to power through things either Again, yeah i right. mean is yeah. he is he any bigger he was listed at 59165 is i'm not sure that he's any bigger but uh maybe he's a little bit stronger because he is he he'll try to power through runs as well yeah i'd see him you know dip lower his shoulder pads um, take on contact and spin out of it a few times, which was, and it happens so quickly and so seamlessly. And then the other thing that stood out to me was, um, man, did he ever take some wicked hits, especially the, like the first hit he took was on his read option pitch where the defense 
defense made a great read. I think it was a defensive end came crashing down on the quarterback, but there was also a, a linebacker that had a beat on Edwards and he was coming downhill and he had size and he had momentum. So when the ball was pitched, as soon as Edwards touched the ball, it was a type of hit that was kind of somewhere between like vicious hit and targeted. Uh, I was looking for a flag and he took these types of hits that were borderline flags all night. I noticed in the fourth quarter, he got tackled. There was a lot of stuff going on after a whistle. It looked like someone sort of kicked him in the chest area. It was blatant. And every time he just got up, he, he, he didn't react to any of that in a negative way. It was the next play, the next play. Um, he's durable and he's scrappy. And, and that was really impressive to me. Hey, this is neither here nor there, but if you had to, if you had to choose who's flat out faster, Dylan Edwards or Micah Bell? Yeah. I mean, it's a tough <laughs> that's call. Tough. That's a it's, tough especially call. on film, it's tough to tell, but it looks like yeah. Dylan Edwards uh, is, is, you know, on the football field with, with the pads on overall football speed, you get that, that cutting ability and fluidity that he has is just uh, kind of puts him up a, a, up a notch, I guess you could say. Yeah. If you had asked me like two weeks ago, I would have said Micah Bell. I mean, we're this we're nitpicking here. These two guys are, are blazing fast, uh, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter. But just curious because I really, I, obviously, we love the way that Micah Bell runs as well. Now, a, a, a much different type of, uh, of football player, but a powerhouse, and that is Jaden Greathouse uh, from Austin, Texas, listed six two two fifteen. He's the number one eleven composite player on the twenty four seven sports list but man the stuff that you sent me on him from this past weekend that is truly a man among boys uh, on the high school football field yeah I wasn't sure what to expect so in the previous three seasons Jaden Greathouse his quarterback was Cade Klubnik who's now a you know Clemson freshman he was a five-star and so in the opening game the previous week um, Greathouse was only targeted twice he caught both passes but it was a quiet night for him and so I'm kind of wondering okay is this going to be a situation where he just has way less opportunity than he used to right with a five-star quarterback in previous years that wasn't the case um, on Friday night uh, Westlake opened up on defense first play of the game boom the other team scores a long touchdown like an 80-yard touchdown the very next series um quarterback was to snap the ball three defensive linemen jumped offside and so it was like okay they're probably going to take a shot here play goes they do they they threw um you know two great house had a cornerback had great positioning on him but he just um you know won won that pass sort of a bit of a contested pass took it to the end zone second quarter comes he runs a deep post um you know just just beats his man man a one-on-one coverage for a I think it was like a 54 yard reception. Um, a few minutes later, he's on punt return, uh, receives the ball. He, as you saw, bulldozes through multiple defenders, sort of straight arming and just bullying through defenders. Uh, a jump cut past a few others. Then he cuts across the field, uh, you know, across both hashes and into the end zone for a 60 yard touchdown. And it's like, oh my. And then just moments later, back on offense in the red zone, he uh, runs a slant route across uh, across the field. Um, defender on him goes up, uh, twist, you know, contorts, adjusts to the ball, outstanding touchdown catch. And it's just like, 
wow, man, this kid, he out muscles defensive backs, but he can also beat you with his route running. He's, you know, he's, I think he's better than I expected on vertical routes. Um, you, what do you make of it, Tim? Well, I, you're, you're bringing up a point that I, I wanted to accentuate here because I think on one hand, clearly, I mean, he, he's a power receiver. He runs with power, but he also has missability you know, in, sp- in, in, in space or, or when he's surrounded by defenders, he has missability even with that size and power. So, um, you know, I mean, I, it, he's a guy that uh, we've talked about um, uh, catch radius and, and things like that, but man, he is just so physically uh, dominant on the field that on the high school field and uh, w- with the ability to shake some people when he is surrounded by some, by defenders. So, uh, mm-hmm. Those are, I mean, those are two guys that have really, really, for me and for you, I know too, Kevin, have really jumped off the, the film for us so far here at the start of the 2022 high school season. You want to talk about um, a weekend visitor, or you want to jump into our 2024 prospect that we were that we want to discuss? Yeah, I figured we start with um, Justin Scott. So okay. obviously, right now, you 2023 recruiting really, you know, last few pieces of the puzzle will come together here in the in the coming months. But we're obviously kicking right into 2024 recruiting pretty heavily, and I think one of the most important recruits right off the hop is Justin Scott. And if you're not super familiar with him, Scott is a you know 2024 recruit just entered his junior season. He's six foot five somewhere between the 305 to 315 pound range, big defensive tackle out of uh, private school in Chicago and St. Ignatius. So not the St. Ignatius of Ohio, this is St. Ignatius of Chicago. Um, there was you know, a lot of uh, sort of hype about him coming out of his sophomore season. He visited Notre Dame um, <clears throat> in the summer. He's been to Notre Dame multiple times at this point. Uh, and all accounts seems like a very good fit for Notre Dame. And, um, you know, in watching him and why I think he's so important is it kind of goes back to the last few years in Notre Dame football, where we see really an interior defensive line with a lot of sort of, you know, talented players, Jacob Lacey, Howard Cross, Myron Tegel of Aloha going back a few years. And, um, but what Notre Dame has really sort of lacked inside is, is real big sheer size. You know, there's Jerry Tillery brought a lot of that since he's sort of left Notre Dame's often been, you know, talented. Yes. Usually pretty deep. Yes. But not a lot of size there. And Tim, we were talking about before adding those, uh, you know, those bigger bodies. We're watching Clemson versus Georgia tech, um, you know, just on Sunday night there, the size of Clemson, uh, you know, up front in the middle, we're seeing Notre Dame add more kind of height and length um, and guys like Tyson Ford, Brennan Vernon, Devin Houston and I think Notre Dame would do would do real well with pushing the ball forward that way and adding Justin Scott 65310 that's the kind of guy we always see it you know at Georgia uh, and you know in Ohio State with so much success I think Notre Dame could really use an athlete like him I I, I totally agree with that and you know I think Gabe Rubio is a step in that direction that mm-hmm. that longer uh larger interior defensive lineman and you know that was I mean, the the reason why Howard Cross wasn't rated more highly was just because of, of size, sheer size. But he's really developed his hands and his his, his get off is incredible. Uh, you know, and and, uh, and and Jacob Lacey is a, another guy as well who's, you know, really playing at 280 on the interior, which is it's difficult to win uh, like that. Now, since he's gotten healthy and stayed healthy, he's become a better football player. But. I agree with you. And I think it's more, and he's more in the, uh, uh, 
Justin Scott is more in the Gabe Rubio type size, Brennan Vernon, certainly that kind of size. I love his setup. I think his get off, his get off could be a little bit more consistent, but I mean, he is a legit six, five, three, 10, and we're not talking about a sloppy three, 10, right? The kids yeah. really, really put together very well. Mm-hmm. When he visited Notre Dame in the summer, he, you know, as the, as recruits do, they post a bunch of photos on social media and that, and this kid, he has like very little bad weight at, at all. And as such a young player at already over 300 pounds, um, what's interesting is, you know, Notre Dame got in on him pretty early and Notre Dame's built really good relationships with him just in this last week. We're seeing Ohio state at Texas A&M. Um, extend scholarship offers. So it's going to be interesting to see if, um, you know, Notre Dame definitely up there as one of his top schools, seemingly. Um, will these other schools enter the mix? You know, we're going to have to track that closely. But this is a guy I consider, you know, probably one of the like top five players who would impact Notre Dame most among those 2024 recruits. And then, of course, in, in this week and the next week, we're going to see some important 2023 recruits visiting Notre Dame. And I think we could uh, probably jump into that. Um, you know, obviously, Jeremiah Love, uh, we talked a bit about him last week, um, visiting Notre Dame. Uh, Tim, again, there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, he obviously can play running back and play receiver as well. But what do you make of his his sort of talent, uh, you know, in what you've seen on film? Well, I think he's a, I mean, I think he has a chance to be a spectacular running back. And, and if you can do that, you can, you can line him up in the slot and do a lot of different things with him. So, Love the versatility of him. Um, he's coming in this weekend. You say he's, is he really the only guy that is? There, there's going to be other, you know, other recruits visiting 2024. He's, a, he's, he's the, the premier one. visiting yeah. this weekend. No yeah. Doubt. Well, love the versatility. And, and um, you know, when you consider the issues that Nordames had at receiver, and it looks like those in over the long term will be resolved. It's still nice to have a guy that you can, uh, um, you know, you can put another running back on the field with him and put him in the slot or line him up wherever you, you want. I, Tayshawn Leons is a guy that, uh, I mean, I just, every time I see him, I keep, I keep saying Tyler Vaughn's, you sent me some more video of him, uh, this week. And I, I see the, the same thing. He's just such a, he's a beautiful athlete with a, a, a beautiful long stride. And you see it when he's returning punts. You see it when he's playing safety. You see it certainly at receiver. Um, I, I hope Nordame has a really good shot at getting this guy because I think he has a chance to be a difference maker for them. Yeah, you know, um, when Notre Dame offered, I spoke with him a few days later, and, like, it was – without coming out straight out and saying it, it was pretty obvious that he thought Notre Dame was his best opportunity that he had at that time. You know, he's like, this is – um, you know, the way he spoke about Notre Dame and he was really, you know, he really liked getting to know these coaches. And then that's just built ever since um, <clears throat> talking about him, like the, the, the uh, opportunity to add him to the class. You know, when I was looking at the class, I've got these three really high quality receivers um, committed and to add that extra guy, it's sort of um, you Notre Dame sort of looking at adding a guy who's, who could be more of like a longer term project. Oftentimes when you already have several commits at one position, you want to add that extra guy, um, you know, you, you can uh, afford to add a guy who's going to take a few years. I think that Leon's is a guy who's going to need to add a bunch of size he's around 170 pounds. So he's probably going to have to add, you know, at least 15 pounds and he's quite raw as a route runner. But Tim, what I see in him on, uh, on film is he is uh, 
outstanding uh, agility, like really, really nimble, yeah. um, twitchy, and really loose. And then um, he's quite unrefined right now, but just with those athletic tools he has and how he can um, jump and extend for the football on that, I just think he has really serious potential as a route runner um, once he learns how to kind of harness all of that. Uh, ability, his footwork, his quickness, again, how loose and sort of fluid he is. Um, again, you're going to have you know, Tobias Merriweather, Jaden Greathouse, Braylon James, Rico Flores, um, some really good players there. Um, but Notre Dame needs depth. And I think he's a guy you can bring in and kind of work on uh, adding size, working his route running. And it could be a real nice payoff in the long term, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I think he offers, at least at this stage, as I look at him, I think he offers some versatility because on one hand, you know, he is a longer receiver. And as you say, if he can add weight, he's a potential boundary type receiver. And yet mm -hmm. he's so, you know, he's so quick and elusive. You could use him to the field side. So um, I just love the way that he's developing. And I think that his, we haven't seen the full gamut of, of his abilities at receiver, I think largely because of what you're saying about right route running and, and, and strength. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so we'll see, um, we'll see him visit next weekend when Notre Dame plays Cal. I know that um, in recent, in recent weeks, Michigan state also offered Leon's. And I know that kind of from speaking with some sources, Michigan state is a lot of interest there. He's talking about potentially visiting Michigan state, but here's the kind of way I see it. We see these, um, you know, these situations uh, in a lot of recruiting classes where Notre Dame will pursue a prospect kind of late in the cycle. They're very, very interested right away. And then they take that official visit on a game day. They take in the game day atmosphere and it's sort of hook, line, sinker. Notre Dame often seals the deal at, at that point when they get that first game day experience in. We see it for years and I can very well see that in this case with him we'll see if he shuts it down and, and makes a commitment sometime shortly after that I could see that or will he extend it later in the fall and, and also visit Michigan State or others uh, that's what will be interesting to see there but I think Notre Dame is a really good opportunity to seal the deal next week with uh, that Cal game visit I wanted to quickly pop over to Owen Wafel. I saw a clip of him playing some fullback, and he looks bigger. Yeah. Of course, he's a uh, strong side and defensive tackle recruit for Notre Dame. Uh, but he, he he looks like he can play a little bit of fullback too with his with size and quickness. And and mm -hmm. he looks he looks. You know, I don't. I you know, I don't throw these things around lightly about just saying that a guy looks better than he did last year or this and that. But I, I think he does. I think he looks bigger and stronger and and quicker too. Yeah, yeah. No, he told me that. You know, first off, his dad is a a huge guy. His dad was like a six foot five, two hundred ninety five pound defensive tackle, played for Duke, and his, it seems Owen is kind of following that. I don't know how much taller he's going to get, but he was saying. Man, I don't, he said, I don't know what's up with my body, but I've been basically gaining 20 pounds every single year. And uh, last season, he was around 255, 260. And this season, he's 275. And the way he carries it is really something. And Tim, we were talking about this, this earlier, Wayful. You know, we see how Notre Dame's bringing in, you know, they brought in Sherwood as sort of this fullback, H-back uh, sort of guy. You know, we used to see Stanford, would sometimes take one of their defensive tackles and they'd bring him in, in um, their power run game as a, a fullback. Man, I we watched Wayful. I posted that one clip on social media a few days ago. 
man, he is a powerhouse at fullback. He looks like a true, like 1990s style uh, fullback, like we all used to love watching back then. Um, I could see him, uh, you know, playing that kind of role at Notre Dame too. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that they will necessarily move him to that spot, but certainly he has the athleticism to do it. I'm just really excited about, you, you know, the the again the versatility that I, I think they would probably like him to be a strong side defensive end if they can. But he's one yeah. of those guys that can he can pop inside like a Riley Mills. Yeah, um, I mean, like situationally, you know, I think <laughs> a guy they could bring over in right. situations to play yeah. some each back full yeah. back, but we'll see how that goes. I'm putting that aside, position fit aside. Um, that is a really intriguing player. Um, in Owen Wafel, very strong, comes from a really good program, unschool. It's a perfect fit for Notre Dame. Uh, really excited to watch him uh, over these next couple of years. That, uh, Kevin, anything else you want to hit today? No, I think that pretty much wraps it okay. up. Okay, we got it covered. We're going to be back next Wednesday, September 14th. Uh, as Nordin prepares for for Kel, as we uh, follow through with our our plan here to do recruiting podcasts on the week of home games. So that's it from uh, Irish Illustrated Insider, the recruiting version. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.